welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Federal employees, welcome back to this week's episode. It is great to have you. It is great for you and me to be able to talk through some of these topics and to ideally help you on your career, on your retirement plans, to really think about this in a new way. So that's my goal here today. So today I'm talking about deferred retirement, some of the big gotchas, the big things that you want to watch out for when thinking about a deferred retirement. Now, I want to preface this, preface, 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 yes, preface, (laughs) I want to preface this with this, and that is a deferred retirement is a great blessing. It is an incredible thing that the government allows you when you don't, let's say, have the proverbial 20 years at age 60, that you can still get a retirement benefit from the time that you put in, but uh, it'll be a little different. A little different, and there's a few things that you definitely want to watch out for. So, let's dig right in. So, a few times where deferred retirement may make sense is if you're leaving the federal government for a career on the private side, right? Where you get a job opportunity that you just can't give up, and you say, hey, this makes more sense for me to jump over the private side, and I'm not going to have, you know, I only have, let's say, 10 years of service, and I'm not at my minimum retirement age, okay, what do I do? So deferred retirement comes in play in these scenarios. So there's a couple things that you have to have to be eligible for a deferred retirement. The first is you have to have at least five years of credible service. And now these five years generally have to be civilian service. It can't be time bought back from military time, anything like that. So five years of civilian service that you have to have. And you cannot be over age 62. I mean, if you are over age 62 with only five years of service, you'd then be eligible for an immediate retirement, which is just so much better. So you definitely want that. So deferred retirement only comes into play if you have at least five years of service and you haven't reached 62. Now, if you have 10 years of service and you reached your minimum retirement age, that's a whole different story. There's different retirements come into play there. But we're just talking about people that are younger than their minimum retirement age and 62 by definition, and they have at least five years of service. That is when a deferred retirement comes into play. So in a nutshell, let me, let me walk you through what it looks like. Let's say someone is 40 or 45 or 50, right in there, right in that zone. They have, let's say, eight years of credible service. They've worked with the government for eight years, and they get a great job opportunity from a private company, right? And they decide, hey, I'm going to take it. Do they get any benefit from that time? Do they get a retirement from the time they put in? So there's a few things that you want to make sure. So the answer is yes, you can get the benefit from that time. So, But basically, it's deferred, as the name suggests. You don't get it right away. You have to wait down the road. So if you have at least five years of service, then you could start a deferred retirement at 62. Meaning, let's say you leave the government at 45, you go work somewhere else, and then at 62, you could kick on those benefits and it'll start paying you. Now, of course, the fewer years of service you have, your pension's gonna be a lot lower just by the the definition of how it's calculated, right? Um, But you do get a benefit, which is very, very cool. If you have at least 
10 years of service, you can you could start the deferred retirement at your minimum retirement age once you hit it, but it will be reduced for every year before 62. So just know, if you have at least 20 years of service, let's say you're at you're 40 years old, you have 20 years of service already, you get a great job opportunity, you take it, then at age 60, you'd be able to start your deferred retirement down the road. If you have 30 years of service, but you haven't reached your minimum retirement age yet, you can't retire with an immediate retirement, but you could do a deferred retirement, which means, let's say you're 50, you haven't reached your minimum retirement age, you have 30 years of service, you, you retire, you leave the government, at your minimum retirement age, you'd be able to kick on that deferred retirement. Now, I'm talking about a lot of numbers, a lot of things. If you go in the description, you'll be able to go back to my website, go to my blog section, and this article is going to be in there where it's going to walk you through everything I'm talking about. If this kind of gets a little confusing just talking about it, if you want to see it, if you're a visual person, go back there, read through this. It shows you, okay, with this many years of service, with the deferred retirement, this is when I could start it. So check that out if that is what you're hoping for. So now with some of the big gotchas. The first is you can't start it right away, right? It's deferred. It goes, it's down the road, right? And for those that legitimately it makes more sense to take a career on the private side, then yeah, take it, right? You just have to know all the ramifications. So one of the big ramifications is that you cannot start your FEHB with a deferred retirement. So let's say you're 50, you retire, you leave the government, you don't have an immediate retirement, you have, you're going to do a deferred retirement. When you start your pension back up, let's say at 62, depending on how many years of service you have, you cannot start your FEHB, your health benefits with the government again. And so one thing you definitely want to, want to look at when you're making that transition into the private side is that does your employer offer health insurance? And if they do, awesome. But you have to ask the next question of, okay, can I keep that health insurance into retirement? That is a huge question because a very small percentage of companies do. I can't remember the exact stats, that I don't have them in front of me, but about, I believe it's about 70% of big companies offer health insurance to their, their employees. But only about 15% of those allow their employees to keep their health benefits into retirement. And guess what? In retirement, that is probably the time of your life when you're going to want the best insurance that you could possibly get. So that is definitely a question that you want to ask. So with all that being said, there is a different type of retirement that you may be close to be eligible for that you may want to consider if FEHB is hugely important for you. So, and that is called postponed retirement. And I know that sounds a lot like deferred retirement, and I've touched on the differences here in, in previous videos, previous podcasts, but uh, definitely pay attention here. So the big difference between postponed and deferred retirement is that with a postponed retirement, when you start your pension, it's going to be postponed, but when you start it later, you can start your health benefits from the federal government again, and that can be a game changer in retirement. So don't ignore this, especially if you rely on your health benefits to, to take care of you in life, right? And, and most people do. In today's day and age, healthcare is extremely expensive and you wanna make sure you have the coverage that you need. And now let's say, oh, at 65, I'll just get on Medicare and I'll be good to go. Yeah, maybe, I mean, Medicare Part A, and th there's ways to do it, but 
the most cost effective and the best way is generally with FEHB to get the best coverage that you can get. And that's that's a long story. That's a whole 10 videos by itself to cover that topic as well. But just take my word for it that you want you definitely want to keep your FEHB into retirement if at all possible and if it makes sense for your career. There may be all other alternatives to make sure you get the coverage you need. Just make sure you understand the ramifications, the different types of retirement, the things that you could take into your your next job and, and then into retirement. So a little bit more about postponed retirement that I mentioned. So to be eligible, you have to have at least 10 years of service and you have, have to have reached your minimum retirement age already. So you have to be a little older, your minimum retirement age at least, and have at least 10 years of service, and then you'd be able to postpone your pension until later, and you'd be able to start your FEHB then. So hopefully that makes sense. Like I said, I said a lot of ages, I, saw, I said a lot of years of credible service. Check out the article that's related to this. Just go back to my website, go to blogs. If you're watching this video close to when it was published, then the article will be near the top. If it's not, scroll down a little bit, you'll find it, it'll be there. But um, if you're thinking about a deferred retirement or a postponed retirement, if they sound interesting, do more research. Know what you're getting into and know what benefits you can and cannot take with you because that makes a huge difference in, in retirement and just for the rest of your life. So I'm not discouraging people from leaving the government to take a private side job. Sometimes that makes perfect sense for them in their career and it's a great, great career move. Just know the ramifications. That's all I ask is educate yourself on what it actually means for you in your life. And then if it does, if it makes sense, if it checks out, awesome, all power to you, go for it. That's when it comes to anything that I help my clients with, whether it's retirement or the transition to a different job, that's what I do. I empower them with the knowledge to say, okay, this is the ramifications if you pick this option. Over here, this is the ramifications. Now that you have all the facts, what makes sense for you in the long run, right? And there's no perfect answer. It's just a preference. Once you know all the facts of the decisions you're making, then you can make educated decisions to get you the best outcomes that you possibly can. The worst thing is to make decisions when you really don't know all the different details of each option. That is a recipe for regrets. And looking back, I'm like, oh, I, if I only knew that, wow, I would have, I would have changed things, right? Knowing up front the things that you need to, the details, the devil is in the details, makes a huge difference over time. So hopefully that helps. If you have any other questions, put in the comments below. I'll do my best. Go to my website. I have a portion where you can in, input your questions and send it to me in an email, and I get to as many of them as I possibly can. And I try to answer them and be responsive to you my audience. So I hope you guys have a great week. And if you find this valuable, if you find any of this content valuable, the one thing I do ask is please subscribe. Join the community. I have some great, great people here, great people that are federal employees that are just extremely diligent, extremely hardworking and want to get the most out of their career. So please join the community and be a part and learn about how you can improve your retirement outcomes. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.